Into the Garden podcast, the dawn and break of a new day, a new beginning, a turning point, a new importance, a new possibility to say, oh taste and say how good and how gracious the Lord has been to you and to me. We welcome the break of newness, of freshness, the breakthrough, the breakthrough, the splendour of fragrance, that aroma that speaks and gives off an anointing sweet essence, you say. A sweet is the promise that God will never leave nor forsake thee. Join me on into the garden. Be welcome, be blessed. Hola, buenas tardes, como esta? Yeah, chindobre. Buenos jornada. Bonjour, merva. Sawadika, sinchao. Niama. Guten tag. Guten middag, neitag. Anjongashon. To those close by, I'm not forgetting you. Over the airwaves. Across the oceans, far and wide. Welcome to Into the Garden. Today on the segment which I have, my guest, Carmelita Ray Campbell. She goes by the name Peculiar Calm, and many know her by that name from students, friends and family. And though new to Into the Garden, you know what? She decided to jump in. So here I am, waiting, speaking and trusting God for a name. A name for her segment. Well, there you know. Well, <laughs> like I said, peculiar calm joins me today in the ever-present garden, in the now garden, in the very heart and soul of Into the Garden, bringing you part two, who is the enemy? And not realising that just yesterday I compiled a soul story that ties up so beautifully with what she is bringing across to you this day. So. May the background music calm you as you embrace this new day, the break of a brand new dawn, not knowing what to expect, perhaps you are feeling down and oh so forlorn, 
But as you tune in to this segment, may the background music comfort you, invite you in, embrace your weary, heavy soul as you're about to begin. So without any further ado, make haste, phone a friend, invite him, them or her to join you. Now quickly dash off to the kitchen for a decadent cup of tea or coffee, perhaps iced coffee, who knows, a glass of water or juice, then come on over, make yourself at home, in the company, you know, that company, with soul sisters, as we, together, enter into the garden where peace awaits you. A hug comforts and soothes you. A friendly hi, hello, how are you? Greets you. And a smile from God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit with their amazing light and glory bestows you. So come on over in the garden of serenity, tranquility and opportunity. This is, and as you know, I'm still pondering what to call peculiar calm segment. Now you know. Welcome to part two, The Enemy in Me. I'm Peculiar Calm. Shalom and greetings in the one and only name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Last week, we took a bit of a journey. We did some introspection and reflection. And we're going to do it again this week because essentially we want to reflect the word of God. We want to reflect the character of God. We want to reflect the nature of God. But this cannot be achieved unless we take the word of God and we introspect. You know, James 4 calls the word of God a mirror. And with this particular topic about the enemy, it's so easy to see the enemy in everybody else. To see the enemy operating in the lives of everybody else. But it's really difficult to take that step back and see and say, you know what, there's the enemy in me too. One of the things that really stuck out with me is that we can fight each other, we can call each other names, and we can feel like we are on opposing sides. But I just want, like I ask myself, can there be opposing sides in Christ? Is Christ divided? How is it that we can have a common enemy? One that is not flesh and blood, but rather formless matter. And this formless matter 
slips into the matters of our hearts and our souls. And we refuse to deal with it. But we want to deal with each other. So we don't want to deal with the real enemy. It's better to call our brother and our sister the enemy, our neighbor, our husband, our wife, our children. It's better to call someone else an enemy than to deal with the real enemy of our souls. This week, I want to talk a bit about the enemy within. But before we even go there, I want to lift my hand up first and say, I've hurt so many people with my careless and rebellious actions. I've hurt so many people with my prideful and arrogant attitude. I hurt some people by simply not being able to express or communicate responsibly. There are some people that I've hurt and I'm not even sure how, but I just want to acknowledge that I've hurt people. I don't want to say this is why I did it and that is why I did it. I want to say, hey, I've hurt people. I've been an enemy to people. There was a time in my life when I was on this trajectory. I was just so bound to my flesh. And I never really cared about anything else other than me and what I wanted. I was so broken and I was so hurt. And I acted out of these wounds. It was almost like I was entitled to be this way because of where I came from and what I had been through. And I know that in this time I was an enemy to so many but I was more of an enemy to myself. I was busy self-rejecting, self-destructing from the inside out. Today, I want to say that I have been a weapon in the enemy's hand so many times before. And now all I do is pray, Lord, help me to heal. Help me to heal quickly. Help me to deal with this thing so that I am not a weapon in the hand of the enemy. The truth as we learned last week is that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against wicked principalities and rulers of wickedness in high places. But we need to admit that they need vessels to do their work in. So it's a partnership. They have a work to do and they need a vessel to work in. And if that vessel is happy to keep all these things, then they are inviting them in. And that is a partnership. I often say that the word toxic has the letter I in it for introspection. I say that someone who cannot stop and question if they are at fault is a weapon that is formed against themselves. That you, hey, you are a red flag. If you can't say in the situation, what have I done here? Am I at fault? If you can't ask, if you can't invite Holy Spirit in to help you to introspect when things go pear-shaped, then you are a weapon that is formed that is forming against yourself and probably against others as well. And I ask this question, hey, is this the reason why we don't see prosperity? Because we are weapons that are forming against ourselves. Why? Is it because of our pride? Is it because we've been hurt? Is it because we are self-righteous? Is it because our hearts are hard? Is it because we are carnal? Is it because we have room for entitlement within us? 
As creatures of habit, everything in our life tends to have a honeymoon phase. But when you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has passed away and all things have become new. Therefore, in Christ, there should be no honeymoon phase. The entire relationship is to be an intimate one. However, we come to Christ and we reject transformation on God's terms because it's too painful. And we want a version of God that blesses us. That's the God that we want. We want the God that fulfills promise after promise, right? It's easier for us to get rid of like the big things, but we hold on to the really big things, which seem like little things because no one can see them. They're the matters of the heart and the matters of the soul. So we're still living from the outside in. So we want to get rid of what's on the outside so that we look a certain way to man. But God is worried about what's going on on the inside of us. God wants his people and his children to live from the inside out. So again, we get rid of all these big things that everybody can see. The truth of the matter is that healing is our responsibility. That means you have to be honest, desperate and real about it. That is how you come to the throne of grace. You come truthfully so that you can obtain mercy in your time of need. The need for healing is something that we must desire. Healing is part of God's provision for us. If we quote the scripture that says, as he is so are we, then healing is an imperative. God wants us healed to our souls. This is the will of God for us. If we pray for healing, we are praying the will of God. God doesn't need to answer the prayers of our wants and our needs, but God responds to his will. How is it that God can have an ineffective army? Does this mean that there's a problem with God's will? Does this mean that there's a problem with God's word? We put on the armor of God. So how is it that we're living defeated lives if, as Christians? I want to say that there's nothing wrong with God's armor. The problem is that we are putting God's armor onto wounded soldiers. So we put on the helmet of salvation, but our minds are not being renewed with God's truth. We accept the lies of the enemy. We accept the lies as truth. So the fiery darts of the enemy are coming from within the mind of the soldier. The enemy within. We put on the breastplate of righteousness to cover our hearts. But inside of the armor, the heart has not been transformed or healed. And the soldier is having his heart attack from inside. From the inside. He's having a heart attack from inside his armor. The enemy within. We put on the belt of truth, but we haven't accepted truth. Or we don't know truth because we haven't set our minds on what is true. So we have on a belt, but it's not truth. Because it's only truth that upholds and holds and keeps together and covers the enemy within. We carry the shield of faith 
But in truth, we can't lift the shield of faith because we haven't exercised the muscles of faith. We say the word, but we struggle to believe it. We are imbalanced in our faith. Some of us only believe and we don't do and others only do without knowing the perfect will of God. We've got this blind faith. We're shooting our arrows with our eyes closed. The enemy within. We put the gospel of peace on our feet because that's what we're supposed to do. We put the gospel of peace on our feet. But we have no rest. We have no peace. So we toil. And because we toil and we are without rest, our feet are blissed and bruised and we cannot stand the enemy within so we have done all but when you do all it is the condition of your heart that is still of the utmost important how can you do all and still not be victorious does this mean that the word is wrong no soldier it simply means you and I, yes, you and I, let's do some introspection first. You and I have some stuff on the inside that is causing us to be destroyed from the inside with the armor of God on us. This is ultimately what happens when you have the enemy within you. You become tired, you become disillusioned, you can't look within you, you only look outside and see it in everybody else. You put your armor on daily, but it's not the armor that is the problem. The armor is that you, soldier, are unhealed in the spirit of your mind, you are unhealed in the spirit of your heart, you are unhealed in your soul and as we said last week unhealed are places cracks and crevices caves where the enemy thrives where he has a place to grow to operate out of your healing is your responsibility I want to say that again. Your healing, my healing, is our responsibility. We are responsible to take that to God, to the throne of grace, to obtain our mercy, to obtain our grace in our times of need. So I want to invite you once again to introspect so that you can reflect the glory of God. We want to carry the glory of God. But in order to carry, in order for the, the glory of God to be seen upon us, in order for the glory of God to rest upon us, the glory of God is his manifest presence. The thing that's going to separate us or the thing that separates us from the manifest presence or the presence of God is sin. Us holding on to our trauma, us holding on to be, being unhealed is sin and it separates us from God.
It separates us from God. It separates us from God. And we don't want to be separated. We don't want to be ineffective. Walking around our mountains for years. Passing on our trauma from generation to generation. Deuteronomy 28 speaks about generational blessings. How about we walk in the generational blessings that God has for us. And we leave the generational curses. And we choose a life. He says, choose a life this day so that you and your seed may live. How about we choose a life so that we can live. And that our seed can live. And that our lineage can live. That they can be free. How about we choose our healing today so that we can put out the enemy within so that we can put out the enemy within this enemy on the inside you've got to make a decision to put him out you've got to say i don't want this anymore I'm not going further with you. I want to be free. You've got to desire your healing. You've got to desire your freedom. And let's do it so that we may live and that our seed may live. I just want to bless you all. And I, I hope that wherever you are, that the Holy Spirit will come and minister to your heart right now, Father God. I pray, I pray that you would come in and just break down, break up the fellow ground of our hearts and circumcise our ear gates, Lord. May the word fall on fertile soil, Lord Jesus. So that we can receive our breakthrough healing and deliverance and walk in it and live in it. That it will become a truth to us, Father God. We bless you, we glorify you and we honor you because there is none like you. in our grandmama and our grandparents days <laughs> great grandparents they wanted to honor God more than they wanted to impress people see the problem with Instagram and Twitter and social media if there's a problem y'all the problem is we want this we want to be impressive and if I'm worried for our generation <laughs> it is that we are impressive, but we don't have breastplates on. It is that we have the applause of people and our selfies are perfectly lit and we have a whole bunch of friends and a whole bunch of Instagram likes and people are following us and the enemy is thrilled because we have sacrificed holiness on the altar of impressing people. You gotta live for the applause of heaven. You got to decide, I will not be politically correct before I will choose to be holy. I will not be impressive before I will choose to be holy. I may not be the, the, the person that everybody wants to be around. I may not be the most impressive, but what I will be is holy. Because a time is coming, y'all, where we are going to see our Savior face to face. 
And when we see him, he will not ask us how many Instagram followers we had. He will not ask us how many friends liked our post. He will not want to see the selfies that we took. When we see him face to face, he's going to ask us, did we do business with his son, Jesus Christ? And then, and then we're going to give an account. And I don't know about y'all, but I'm looking for well done. I want a well done. I want Jesus to look at me and say, you did the thing, girl. Not because they bought the books, they bought the Bible study, they saw the movie. No, you did the thing because you honored me. Whether with an audience of one or an audience of 30,000, you honored me. I came to tell you, brothers and sisters, walk with integrity. Be in the dark who you are in the light. Everything that your God has entrusted to you over these last few days, the enemy does not mind. He doesn't like, but he doesn't mind that you heard him. He doesn't mind you came here. What he minds is if you leave here and live by what you heard. joining me and commonly to Ray Campbell, better known as Pacuda Calm. She joined me in that ethereal presence where down the pathway are gigantic trees. shades of meandering colors pink fusion lilac purple orange light green to have you so thank you once again 
to you, the hearer, the listener out there. The mom, the dad, the grandma, grandpa. Young learner. Young teen. Young adult. Thank you for joining us today, for coming and stepping on over into the garden. For indeed, we have heard part two. The enemy in May. Last week we had part one. Who is the enemy? So yes, there's the enemy. In you and me. Left or right, black or white, yin or yang, dark or night, you see. There's good and there's bad. In both you and me. So I don't know about you. May this segment for now a no name segment delight you speak to you and may this segment meet you at the very point of your need as we are about to say au revoir Arrivederci. Spasiba. Have it. To you. But before we love and leave you, oh yes, Peculiar Calm and I, we'd like to say thank you for coming on over into the very heart and soul of Into the Garden. It's my precious place, as you know, where I walk with the Lord and talk to the Lord and wait patiently and anxiously upon the instruction of the Lord and it's a place where I feel most welcome at times where it's a heavy burden for me to carry but when I step into the garden I'm not alone for he's by my side as we tarry So if there's anyone out there celebrating a birthday or an anniversary or receive news of good cheer, happy birthday to you, happy anniversary, and may God continue to knit you together like only he can do. And congratulations to you, oh yes to you, to that car, to that job, to that home. And may God richly reward you and bless you for what he is to bestow. So, it's wonderful to come into the garden for soulful messages, soulful poetries. I hope it brings you delight as much as it brings me to bring women on board that will share heartfelt testimonies, things happening to you and to me. So, from myself, Tanama Jacob, Sayonara, Desvedinia, Adios.
Pavel. Adios. Kuligule. Adia mai slamati. Lakon. Taijian. Salamati ngala videzai. Arrivederci. Anyang. Spasiba. Once again, have it. Nakse. Until the next time, thank you. And thank God, most of all, Queen Lady has carried you. He has sustained you. He has lifted you out of the miry clay. And he's setting your feet on heaven's highway. For indeed, we are women with a purpose. Women with a call. And we are women with a destiny. Who will rise and not fall. Thank you for coming with unexpected heart. With arms stretched out for what we are about to receive, maybe your portion this day. I may meet you once again at the very point of your need. Made of 